Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. 2 Peter 2 But there are also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their depraved conduct and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with fabricated stories. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them, and their destruction has not been sleeping. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world when he brought forth the floodwaters on its ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others. If he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes, and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. And if he rescued Lot, a righteous man who was distressed by the depraved conduct of the lawless. For that righteous man, living among them day after day, was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to hold the unrighteous for punishment on the day of judgment. This is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desire of the flesh and despise authority. Bold and arrogant, they are not afraid to heap abuse on celestial beings. Yet even angels, although they are stronger and more powerful, do not heap abuse on such beings when bringing judgment on them from the Lord. But these people blaspheme in matters they do not understand. They are like unreasoning animals, creatures of instinct, born only to be caught and destroyed, and like animals they too will perish. They will be paid back with harm for the harm they have done. Their idea of pleasure is to carouse in broad daylight. They are blots and blemishes, revelling in their pleasures while they feast with you. With eyes full of adultery, they never stop sinning. They seduce the unstable. They are experts in greed and a cursed brood. They have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam, son of Bezer, who loved the wages of wickedness. But he was rebuked for his wrongdoing by a donkey, an animal without speech, who spoke with a human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. These people are springs without water and mist driven by a storm. Blackest darkness is reserved for them, for they mouth empty, boastful words, and by appealing to the lustful desires of the flesh, They entice people who are just escaping from those who live in error. They promise them freedom, while they themselves are slaves of depravity. For people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. If they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, and are again entangled in it and are overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it, and then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. Of them the proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit, and a sow that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. Have you ever had anyone say to you, I watched this really good video online the other day. This preacher from South Africa was opening up some really deep truths. Well, with the increasing availability of all kinds of teaching on the internet, this chapter that Peter's given us is more important than ever. 
Continuing the guide dog metaphor, a genuine risk in exile is you accidentally grab the wrong lead. Perhaps someone will even put the wrong lead in your hand. And then, led by a wild dog of sensuality or pride, you end up in destruction. You might think that melodramatic. In our culture, even among other church leaders, I've found people are shockingly blasé about the risk of false teaching. To be bothered about false teaching is to be like a prig or a fusspot. We'd rather focus on what we're for. But ask yourself this question. Who knows more about the risks and rewards of genuine discipleship? You or the Apostle Peter? No disrespect, but I'm going to go with the one Jesus called the rock. So how do you protect yourself from false teaching? Well, Jesus said, by their fruit, you'll know them. And Peter drills into this a bit more. He encourages us to follow the trajectory of a teaching. Is this dog leading me towards humility? Strutting speeches about special revelations are seriously suspect. False teachers use language to promote their church, their teaching, their insight over against the rest of the body of Christ. They use phrases like, when you've seen what I've seen, and the problem with the rest of the church is, preaching should enlarge our vision of God, but their preaching enlarges our vision of them. Beware of such people, please. Develop a very strong antenna for preaching that leads you away from humility. And then drop that lead. Return to the humble guys and girls who preach the main and plain message of the Messiah. Beware also of dogs headed towards sensuality. If they tell you to be true to yourself or to live your dreams, be careful. They may just be immature or they may be leading you to a plate full of dog vomit. Good teaching helps us be true to our king. Good teaching helps us step into his dreams for the world. Good teaching celebrates holiness as a beautiful possibility and revels in humility before the great and awesome God. Give your ear to those preachers and you'll thrive in exile and be fruitful in your faith. Here's a question for reflection. How do you discern if preaching is false teaching? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.